Eric is the Chief Operating Officer for Sidara. Sidara is a carbon intelligence platform and one of the leading sustainability measurement companies in our industry. Eric, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Well, thanks for having me, Annalise. Uh, it's a real pleasure to be on the podcast and very excited to obviously be speaking to a company really leaned in on this topic. So to start out, can you give our listeners just a little bit of background about yourself and how you've navigated your career over the years in the advertising and tech sectors? Sure thing. It's a bit of an interesting career path on my side. Um, I started working uh, obviously over 20 years ago now, showing a bit of my age, but um, <laughs> I started working at technology startups, a couple of different ones when I, when I started my career. So really started in technology, but I had a bit of a mid-20s crisis. And at that point, I actually thought I was going to work in the music industry. So the, a little bit of backstory, I was a DJ for 15 years, like playing clubs. I really thought I was going to end up working at like a record label. I actually went to grad school for a music business degree. Uh, but it was at a time when digital was disrupting uh, the music industry. So jobs weren't that great at the time. And uh, the, the, the outlook wasn't great for the industry. Uh, so I actually made the jump into TV at a music television network called Fuse, if anyone remembers what that was. Uh, but I ended up spending 10 years in in the media industry, cable television networks and digital media, uh, and ultimately pivoted another time into ad tech. And I ended up at Teeds uh, for many years on the leadership team there. Uh, and that's how I got into advertising, right? I was I was sort of touching advertising when I was working, when working in TV, but... Teeds got me really into the ad tech world, um, and then ultimately how I ended up at Sedara, which is founded by a number of folks that, that I worked with uh, at Teeds as well. That's awesome. We're definitely going to need to set up time to hear more about the the DJ series. <laughs> Do you ever yeah. still DJ like as in your free time? You know, these days I'm definitely retired. Uh, I, I play <laughs> few and far between maybe like the occasional wedding when one of my friends asked, but okay. uh, I, it's very rare these days. That's fun though. That's awesome. Yeah. And so how did you, like, what drew you to the realm of sustainability in particular? Yeah. So, I mean, it ties into the fact that I think a lot of us at Sedara, at least in the commercial side of the business, we all came from the media industry for the most part. We also long careers in ad tech actually a bunch of us that came cover teeth as i mentioned but we were all very passionate i think the one that unified all of us so we were very passionate about making environmental impact uh, a lot of nature lovers just a lot of people just generally want to do good for the planet and when we all left our like respective paths and our different jobs and careers we wanted to find a way to to make an impact right how, how do we uh how, we've had to figure out how to leave the media industry, but still leverage the experience and, and the skills that we had. And Sadar really presented that opportunity, right? It, it's sort of the intersection of media, 
and sustainability. And there's already this great momentum in the industry with Ad Net Zero, uh, with you know the the, rec the people recognize that the marketing industry represented like four percent of carbon emissions globally. Um, so there was work to be done, like within the industry, and not everyone obviously go pivot into work and in, working in oil and gas or logistics or manufacturing. So we had to we had to think about how could we make a difference with obviously the experience that we have, and this was an obvious way for us. Um, and also on a personal level, I just had twin babies like early this year. So I started thinking about how do I look out for their future versus mine? And this is just a, a great, great way for me to, to think about doing something good for them. Oh, I love that. Congratulations on the twins, by the way. Um, that's so cool because I think it's really awesome when there's a personal passion that can align with a career opportunity. It's really not every day that you see that. And it's really inspiring to hear your story. And, and you know, hopefully that can motivate others to find those intersections of where your passion aligns with, you know, what you're good at and what you already know. So that's- Absolutely. Cool. And for, any, for anyone listening in, trying to think about how they can make the switch or make an impact, definitely connect with me. I love connecting with people that, that are trying to do the same thing and give advice on that because we've been through it. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of advice to give. Thank you for that. That's yeah. awesome. So for our listeners that may not be as familiar, can you tell us a little bit more about Sidara and what the mission is? I know we've gotten sure. into it, but. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll we'll start with the mission, right? We, we started the company uh, with really the goal of mapping carbon emissions across the marketing and advertising ecosystem. Um, and ultimately using that data to provide actionable intelligence, as we describe it to help our industry achieve net zero and also ultimately the companies within it achieve net zero. Um, now, how do we provide that intelligence? Ultimately, our company provides a SaaS solution, which is the carbon intelligence platform. And this SaaS solution allows anyone in the media ecosystem, it could be brands, could be agencies, uh, platforms, publishers, uh, really use it to comprehensively measure their carbon footprint, reduce compensate emissions if they want, and really build that strategy, right? And be able to share that data widely in the ecosystem so everyone could sort of help the industry get to net zero ultimately. And as you said, there's there's been so much momentum on you know the topic of sustainability. It's become a very important topic for everyone, really. But even in the advertising industry between publishers, ad tech, and the industry in general. So can you tell us a little bit why it's crucial for organizations, particularly in our industry, to prioritize building a sustainable supply chain? Sure. So I think it's good to provide a little background on where emissions are, are sitting in, in our industry in particular. So if you look at advertising, and this is very similar to other, other industries as well, the bulk of carbon emissions actually sit in our supply chain. Uh, over 90% actually of our carbon emissions will, will sit in the supply chain. And that is ultimately in the form of what's known as scope three emissions. So probably good to take a step back and, and give everyone a primer on, on what the different scopes of emissions means. Well, there are three scopes of emissions as defined by the greenhouse gas protocol, which is a framework for measuring carbon that all companies or the majority of companies use across industries. So scope one emissions are emissions that come from your any direct energy that you use as a business. So think about a coal powered factory. Uh, that doesn't really exist in the advertising industry, so not as relevant. But scope two emissions are relevant. It's the energy that you purchase uh, as a business. So that, so that could be electricity you buy for your offices or natural gas you're purchasing. 
So there are some of that in our industry, but most of the emissions really sit in scope three. And that is emissions coming from what's known as your value chain or your supply chain. Everyone that you work with in your day-to-day -day business. Uh, so if you could think about things like the business travel you're doing, a scope three emission or office supplies you're purchasing, uh, but ultimately the bulk of scope three emissions for our industry are from media delivery, right? So actually delivering the ads and the companies you're work with, working with to deliver those ads. So when we talk about supply path and optimizing, it's really optimizing the suppliers or vendors or publishers you're working with. Um, so in that in that vein, it's really critical to to measure the the footprint of all these suppliers you're working with, and that's how you understand how you could optimize and reduce your own emissions as a business. Um, and you're already seeing this sort of happening across many supply chains, not just advertising. So brands which are companies at the end of the day, are already like knocking on the door of all their suppliers and different supply chains and asking for emissions data because many of these brands have net zero targets. So a great recent example is Amazon. Amazon announced late last year that all of their suppliers uh, will need to report emissions back to them starting this year in 2024 with reduction targets. Uh, Microsoft has had this in place. There are dozens of other examples. Um, and now you're starting to see that trickle down to the media industry, where an organization called GARM, which is the Global Alliance for Responsible Media, which is part of WFA, they actually released an action guide at the in earlier last year at Cannes, basically saying the number one action for brands right now is making sure your suppliers are sustainable and measuring those suppliers, because that's the number one action a brand can take to decarbonize their business, which is a, a huge basically a uh, confirmation of what is happening in other industries today. That's, that's really interesting, especially because, you know, I think most people are still a little bit confused on this topic. And, you, you know, I, I was a little bit confused until I started talking to a lot of people in the space in particular, yeah. because you think about, you know, the things that come to mind immediately when you think about reducing carbon emissions are things like electricity bills for a big, corporation's office or business travel or big splashy media activations and things like that. And those seem to be, you know, the things that are obvious as far as like how a company can reduce carbon emissions. But, you know, a question that came up a lot is like, how how does a company like Sightly, for example, we're fully remote, we don't have any office space, so no electricity bills, we don't do a ton of business travel, we're not mm -hmm. out there doing, um, you know, really splashy in-person marketing activation. So where do we start? And, you know, as you said, it's it's the supply chain. It's where we're buying media. And can you remind me, what what did you say was the percentage of emissions that that, that scope three and, and supply chain is, is contributing? Yeah, so over 90%, which is massive, right? That's what yeah. you ultimately need to tackle to reduce your own corporate emissions, your scope three emissions. It, that, that's what the, the real challenge will be for, for most companies in our, our industry, right? Um, but to your question, right, how, what, what can you do as, from a slightly perspective, given that you, you've taken all these great steps, right? But first off, congratulations to slightly because you are already in a major like advantageous position being fully remote, sort of like our business. So you've yeah. eliminated a lot of the potential sources of emissions, but as we talked about, right, most emissions will sit in scope three and, and media delivery in particular for your business. So really the first thing that you and other businesses need to do is get transparency on 
where those emissions are coming from in scope three, right? Is it you need to have understanding of the, the carbon footprints of your vendors they you work with, who's contributing the most uh, emissions in your supply chain. Uh, and then once you have all that data, then you can start thinking about, all right, how do I think about reducing over time? How do I set reduction targets? And how do I work with my partners at the end of the day to make sure that they're setting reduction targets on path on a path that's in line with my company, your company, right? If you set a reduction target, your other suppliers should be on that same path. And that's what's happening, right? In other, other supply chains. This is why I like that Amazon example, why they're demanding that data from their suppliers with reduction targets, because Amazon has a goal in mind and their suppliers need to follow suit. Um, you know, for us, we've also tried to work with companies um, on advising how they could reduce emissions further through technology. So we've actually introduced uh, what we call reduction marketplace in our platform, which is a number of third-party solutions that you could use to reduce emissions either at a corporate or, or campaign level, these run the campaign business. Um, and that's just another way to think about reduction, right? Maybe it's compressing the assets that we're using uh, to save more data or throttling bids within the platforms we're using. Any way to save energy, save carbon. And the last thing I mean, I note for, for yourself and other companies is this is a long-term mission. There's no like quick win overnight on scope three. And this is why companies are getting started now and other supply chains. The goal is like 2030, 2040, whatever the year is. Uh, it's not like instant win that happens overnight this year. It's It takes investment and work with your partners. Uh, but I think we have a good path in our industry because everyone is sort of aligning around this objective. That, that's what's really needed to, to advance this forward. Yeah, that's that collaboration is definitely going to be crucial here because there are so many pieces of the supply chain in the advertising it, industry, right? Exactly. There's so many parts. Um, yeah. I have a million questions, but one just to for a reminder for our audience so if a company pledges to be ad net zero by 2035 let's say can you give our audience a reminder of what the requirements are to achieve that sure so there's the organization known as ad net zero which i'll start with uh which we are supporters of um so ad net zero uh which started a couple of years ago it has about 200 plus companies in it today across different countries, including the US, obviously, but the UK, Australia, New Zealand, and Ireland. Uh, but of those companies, which are representative of different big brands, big agencies, and platforms, and publishers, uh, Ad Net Zero has told all those companies that everyone needs to have a net zero target, a science-based net zero target uh, in place within the next 12 months. Uh, so what does that mean? Well, a science-based target is typically one that's set um, with the Science-Based Targets Institute, which is an organization called known as SBTI. It's sort of the de facto standard, right, for, for companies that want to set a target and achieve net zero. But what does net zero mean? Well, it's actually a number of steps that you have to take. If you set a net zero target, there's a, a near-term target that you need to achieve, uh, which is by 2030. And that target would be reducing your uh, emissions by 50% as a business, uh, just at a most basic level. There are some nuances there, depending on the size of your company. Uh, but then 2050 is the real sort of nut that everyone needs to tackle is that you should reduce your total emissions by 90% by 2050. Uh, and then the remaining 10% uh, 
that you could actually offset to get to net zero. Um, so as I mentioned, this is a long-term play, uh, but companies need to start now. And there are ways to get to get to this goal. It's just, it does take collaboration, but it takes, again, investment and really focus as a company to, to get there, which I think it is doable. Yeah, and that's what you guys are doing, right? You're helping yeah, exactly. people achieve that and measure that. So can you get into a little bit about how it all works? Like how does the platform use data-driven measurement to, to sure. measure the same sustainability and the carbon emissions? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it really comes to the, to the foundation of our platform, right? Our, the foundation of our platform ultimately is comprehensive corporate measurement of emissions for companies that are in the media supply chain. So if you think about corporate measurement, it requires you to have lots of data, lots of actual data from vendors to do the measurement. And this is how carbon measurement works in other industries for other companies. But the data where we're getting is, if you think about like data across the organization, it's both corporate overhead data, like the business travel you're doing or the energy or electricity purchases you're making, but also all the media activity, which is, uh, like all the impressions you might deliver of the business or all the bid requests you do as a platform, uh, the data center that you're using and the emissions from your data center, which we pull from AWS or whatever else that you might be using in the business. So we're getting all that data into the platform and translating that into carbon through what's known as emission factors, which are uh, coefficients or let's boil down their calculators that, that turn spend and activity data into carbon data. Um, but ultimately it's data driven in that fact that we work with companies to get their actual data to transform to, or measure carbon. Uh, and we're not using estimates. Like this is the challenge that the industry has sort of dealt with as they try to, as it tried to start it off like sustainable media approaches, it relied on estimates because most companies are not measuring their emissions in our industry, at least not yet. Uh, but the problem with estimates is, as I think we all know is that there's a high degree of error and you can't rely on estimates to get to net zero because how do you prove actual reduction without working or knowing the, the data from a company? So this is what we're trying to solve. This is an ambitious uh, goal. Obviously it doesn't happen uh, quickly. It takes time, um, but that's our approach. And I think that that's a, mirrors the approach that we're seeing in other supply chains, right? And that's what we'd like to take, obviously, is the best practice and standard, if you will, that companies are already doing across other parts of their business. Yeah, and I think a really bite-sized way to understand kind of like a starting point for people, for advertisers in particular, is what you allow brands to do within the platform at the campaign level. Um, yeah. Can you talk us through that just a little bit more? So, you know, you're able to offset the emissions of a, of like one particular campaign. How does yeah. that work and what kind of feedback have you guys gotten from that? Yeah, sure. So first step obviously is being able to measure the, the impact of emissions on a, on a campaign level. Uh, the great thing is that when you're measuring a business, particularly an ad platform or a publisher that's delivering campaigns or even an agency, uh, you're getting all this media activity data, right? all this campaign delivery data. Uh, so in our platform, we're able to automate the measure measurement of those campaigns at scale because we're getting all this data anyways, because we need it to measure the scope three emissions for the company, which are part of the corporate emissions. So now that we have all that, that, that data, we can do the measurement, we can break it down at a campaign level. 
Well, now you can understand, well, hey, campaign X generated uh, one ton emissions. We have that data so that we have a built-in, um, as I mentioned earlier, reduction marketplace that you could use to reduce emissions by using third-party solutions uh, or an offset marketplace. So an offset marketplace will allow you to compensate emissions uh, where you can't, which you can't reduce at the end of the day, right? So, um, and that allows you to buy what's known as carbon certificates. You're basically investing in carbon removal projects. There are 60 some odd carbon removal projects in our offset marketplace, all verified and curated uh, and across different technologies, right? A, a carbon removal project could be something as simple as planting trees in a forestry project or something way more advanced like direct air capture, which is build, the companies are building huge machines that suck carbon out of the atmosphere. Uh, but ultimately our platform allows you to, to choose what you want to invest in transparently um, and then apply those certificates or removing carbon to removing those the carbon from the campaigns you're delivering, right? So uh, it's a seamless uh, way to, to compensate in our platform. Yeah, that's awesome. And I actually liked the the extreme examples there because, you know, there's campaigns of all different sizes and budgets. So it's cool yeah. that there's options for, for any type of campaign that advertisers might be running. Yeah. Okay, so one one question that's a little tricky that I have is, is there a couple parts of the supply chain that are most responsible for highest the highest carbon emissions? Or do we all share the same responsibility to make the advertising industry a more sustainable place? So I think it's more your latter point, right? We don't we don't try to call out companies or parts of the industry that are generating more emissions than another. It's Sustainability and getting to net zero is, as we sort of hinted at throughout our discussion here, is a collective effort. It's collective responsibility. So if you think about our supply chain in the, the media world, um, each level of that supply chain has an impact on the level above it. So like a publisher's emissions will obviously impact the ad platform that's buying inventory in that publisher. And same with the, ad, uh, the SSP impacting the DSP above it and the DSP impacting the agency. Uh, so at the end of the day, um, to lower the emissions in the industry, you need each level of the supply chain cooperating because it has a knockdown effect for, for each of the parts of the supply chain. Um, but you know, the, the way to get there, I think, for our industry is there's a few things that are coming together, uh, which will help us work together. And a lot of it could be financial pressure, right? Because um, most companies won't really do anything unless there's some financial incentive or disincentive to, to take action. And we're starting to see that um, with Garm, which I mentioned, how brands are trying to lean in and, and uh, get carbon data from their suppliers. But it's going to mirror what's happening in other supply chains, where if you don't provide the data or if you don't try to be transparent with your emissions, you could be removed from the supply chain long-term because the goal of these companies and brands at the end of the day is to get to net zero. So if you're not cooperating in helping companies get to net zero, there there could be less of a chance like the stay in the supply chain at the end of the day. Of course, this is a long-term, uh, you know, this is a long-term initiative. But even beyond the financial incentives, there is regulatory pressure. So in Europe today already, and in, in the UK, there's already a requirement for tens of thousands of companies to report carbon emissions. And we're seeing that start in the US with California most recently with their legislation. Uh, and then 
SEC will likely follow on at some point with their own requirements. So it's coming and it's coming at a rate um, that will increase as we get closer to net zero target target years. Either the pressure will increase uh, either for companies or shareholders or government regulators. Uh, it's just a matter of timing at this point. Yeah. Time is now to start thinking about this, everyone. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, heard, you heard it from Eric. We all have to do our part. And I think I'm, I'm really hopeful to see the advertising industry become a more sustainable place. So we love what you're doing and we really think others will too. Is there a good place for people to learn more about you and Sadara? Sure. I mean, um, definitely check us out on LinkedIn. Uh, you could find us there, but our website, sadara.io, we're actually relaunching our site this Friday, which is January 5th, if, if you're tuning in later. Uh, but there'll be much more information on the company, the products there. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to follow us um, on all social channels, we're there, Twitter, Instagram, even. Uh, give us a shout. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank yeah. you again, Annalise. It's a definitely a pleasure chatting with you and uh, hopefully educational for the audience. Uh, and yeah, let, let's work together and uh, make a difference in our industry. I love it. Thank you. Hi, I'm Hannah, one of the producers for Sightly's Breaking Through the Mayhem podcast. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want to learn more about the guests we had on today, we included additional information about them in the show notes. Finally, if you'd like to be on the podcast, or if you know someone that would make a great fit, you could fill out the form at Sightly.com forward slash podcast. We hope you have a great day.